We're back. Happy 2021. <laughs> yeah, happy new year, everyone. Um, Julia and I recorded the first episode of this podcast at the end of 2020 because we wanted to make sure that it would work and that everything was going well. So this is our first one of this new year. Yes. And what a year 2021 will be. Uh, We have the presidential inauguration this week. We have the fact that 2020 is over. So much to check (laughs) in. With it being a new year podcast episode, I guess, Julia and I kind of have a lot of things that we wanted to talk about and go through. And I guess our first thing, um, our little check-in is how we're doing and how we're feeling about inauguration this week, if you want to start us off. (laughs) Yeah, inauguration. It seems like it's insane that inauguration is is this week like we've been waiting so I've been I feel like I've been waiting for four years for this um so the anticipation has definitely been there um but it'll be an exciting day for sure it'll be a historic day um but I'm also mindful of the fact that it is one day and it's important to follow up after that after that one day for sure because I feel like a lot of people get kind of caught up in the election, and, and for good reason. It's so important to be engaged in that process for sure, but I feel like inauguration is one day, and we have to focus on the next four times 365. I'm not going to do the math and embarrass that. myself, You're not gonna do that. <laughs> but we have yeah. to focus on the the next four years for sure. Yeah, we both were like, you're not doing that. (laughs) No confidence in my math ability whatsoever. Um, Yeah, I I have similar thoughts. I mean, I also kind of feel like the word for Inauguration Day itself is celebration for the end of this presidency that Mm -hmm. has caused so much pain, among many other things. Mm -hmm. And I think the word for every day after, like piggybacking off of what you said, is accountability. So, like, we can celebrate... Trump out of the White House and history in the making with Kamala and, you know, Biden's cabinet and everything. But we can also be concerned about what's going to happen and recognize Mm -hmm. that Biden-Harris is not ideal. Um, But they're not mutually exclusive. You know, you can have both those things at once. So Mm -hmm. there's so much work to do. Um, And I feel like we can even argue, like, if we really want to, like, dismantle these oppressive institutions, like... Is there even such thing as an ideal president if such a role like serves to protect um, the structure of a nation based on like genocide and slavery and you know? But that would be a whole other podcast. That no, but that's you so know, true. We're still learning, and um, I know I every day I'm working on like decolonizing my own thought patterns and learning mm-hmm. more. So I think those are good things to keep in mind as we move forward and into the next four years of this administration. Yeah. I think that was a lovely check in. <laughs> you know, really set in the mood, yeah. really positive mood. No, but um, yeah, I think that that was just a really important thing to keep in mind, mm-hmm. not only for 2021, but till whatever the next election year, 2024, which I, even hearing those numbers again, I'm like, yeah, we're not yeah. even going to think about that right now. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. But I think we can just move to, to our next topic for today. Yeah. And it's I think 2020. I'm glad we talked about it because I feel like it is such a historic year and it really will set the hopefully set the tone um for the next four hopefully hopefully uh emphasis on the hopefully but yeah it's i mean there's so many issues that not didn't come up this year but were really emboldened this year and yeah it's so important to talk about like night fellowship definitely taught us how important more important honestly local elections are in many instances but with Mm -hmm. someone so uh (laughs) uh, yeah just the frustration (laughs) it's like how do you i I think it can be hard to be concise when you're feeling a lot of emotions with Mm -hmm. and rightfully so yeah yeah and it's like how explicit is this podcast going to be? So that's another question. That's another <laughs> yeah, question. we're figuring it out. <laughs> um, um. But yeah. Well, and that will, we'll be talking about, like, I don't want to be a hypocrite because, of course, it's important to acknowledge Inauguration Day, but it's also, like we said, most of the work should come after Inauguration Day and Election Day and big historical moments like that. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll definitely be talking about and, and reinforcing accountability in the coming um, podcasts. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know that our next topic that we wanted to cover is kind of thinking about um, 2020, like our personal recap, which is going to be difficult, and like our top favorite things of the year. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, Julie, you've been starting us off. Maybe you can start us off again with your personal recap. Oh my god! Which is, you know, so much has happened that it's like, when we talked about this, we're like, oh yeah, we'll do a personal recap. Like, I was just thinking before we hopped on a call to record this, I was like, oh my goodness, so much has happened. Oh my gosh. Um, but I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. Okay. <laughs> so... Honestly, yeah, even planning for this episode was difficult because I was like, okay, 2020 recap. And then I was like, March and April were five years themselves. So (laughs) that was really hard to remember everything that happened there. But yeah, I think to even say 2020 is over is so, so surreal. Um, Again, like March and April felt so long themselves and who would have known that this year would bring so much loss and so much pain and and um confusion and frustration and and just shine a light on so many things in our world um that have been bringing that pain and loss for so long um but i guess per a personal recap i remember i was sitting in calculus class and before spring break me and my friend were talking during class like usual um, because we were just tuning out derivatives um, but I remember we were like oh yeah like I'm sure it'll be over in a month or so it's in Washington oh my god yeah and uh, yeah it was it literally was where we were it was literally taking over Seattle I was like North Carolina's fine it's not like it'll ever and then North it's Carolina's in Washington and it seemed oh like a different part of the world and <laughs> I came home and we went out to all my favorite restaurants and it was all fine and then 
they backed up the semester by two weeks because they really thought two weeks would really, you know, solve the pandemic. And then as soon as you know it, the whole semester is canceled and I miss calculus class. I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I sitting at home? Being remote was definitely a challenge for me because I really do like the in-person, you know, things about college. I, and you're I, an extrovert. Yes, I am such an, yeah. <laughs> I'm like 70-30. So for me, it was really hard and um, just getting used to that. And I think, definitely. I don't know, even inside the classroom, I missed that aspect of it as well. Um, but on the, on the flip side, I feel like this year has really been a productive year for me in a sense mm-hmm. that it didn't have to be productive and I've finally learned how to give myself grace. Like I was really, I was realizing that (laughs) I don't have to like, yes, it's great to reflect on the positives and your favorites of in and things that you did during 2020. But for the first time I didn't feel that pressure to do so. And I think it's really important to recognize that this year, especially you can be okay by getting to 2021 like that's an accomplishment that is something that you know like it it took strength and tenacity and yeah um so yeah and so I think for me it was a huge learning curve both literally and figuratively with school (laughs) and figuring out how to socially interact with people um and getting used to making relationships and maintaining relationships over FaceTime. Um, but we we did it, and now we have a podcast. Yeah, so I'd like to say it's been successful. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and I guess another thing before... This is a really long recap, but 2020 was really long. But yeah, I, I feel like that's fair. <laughs> it's also like Julia and I literally just met in August. Mm-hmm. So we <laughs> know about like eight months of each other's 2020. Yeah. So it's really exciting, like... Exciting, I don't know, because it was a rough year, but it's really cool and enlightening to be able to, like, hear about these things, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm proud to be a millennium baby, so I was born in 2000. It's really easy to keep track of my age. (laughs) I will never, like, my mom the other day is like, how old am I? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how can you That's so true. You don't have to think about that. You literally are just the age of the year. Yes. And so 2020 was, like, I've heard all these things (laughs) about your 20s. Yeah. I've heard like, oh, it's magical. It's the time you explore and do all these amazing things and find the career of your dreams and get married. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the fact that that's even a thing in my... Yeah, no, we... No. Ugh. The thing, the fact that the I, fact that that's even something that people are talking about as like a thing that happens in your twenties, as if everyone's timeline is the yes. same, irks me because I, no, <laughs> and we can probably rant about that. Yeah, and I know I could rant about that. Me too. And the expectations of relationships and marriage in that way, and I just no 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 yeah <laughs> no no no. It's like I was, th- and I feel like that's so ingrained in so many conversations and constructs and in, in our country. Yeah, like, and I'm sure it's so different where you are compared to where I am. Yeah. People, like, so many people from high school, college, I know are engaged, getting married, and they're, like, 23, 24, and I, I mean, I'm just, like, should I, should I get going? Like, what am I? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's, like, it's just an insane amount of pressure, and, and the same with, you know, like, I could be starting 2030 with, 
you know, a partner and, and kids, and that's just insane to think about. That is so much to think about. And, and I think it's a lot to, like, think about. I mean, when we've talked about it, you were saying how, like, in the South, that's just so typical. And it's like, yeah, I have friends I know who are, like, engaged, but that's so few. Like, it's not a standard at all. I feel like more of us, or at least the people I surround myself with, because I don't ever want to generalize, like, the mm-hmm. entire west coast yeah the people i surround myself with like we are all like yeah no maybe when maybe in the 30s we'll do that That (laughs) you know so it's wild to think that over there it's like that yeah yeah and it's it it is truly wild like i feel like every time i log into instagram there's a new proposal and i'm like oh my goodness that is so it's like there's already that pressure with coming with 20 and there's already the also pressure of knowing that so many people deem it as one of the most exciting times in your life. And so like 2020, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the twenties. And then like 2020, you do not get my first impression, Rose. You get- Oh my, she said it. (laughs) (laughs) You do not. You do not get my first. (laughs) It's like, but it's definitely taught me what I want to bring into my twenties. So I'm grateful for that. Like, Mm -hmm. even though- 2020 wasn't joyful um or or all joyful I wouldn't say it didn't have many joys um but it definitely you know taught me the things that I do want to experience and bring into my 20s and and kind of set that intention so with that I'll pass it over to my 21 year old Julia yeah wow um yeah that's really cool and it's so, I feel like it's so exciting to hear all the ways that we've, like, been able to reflect mm-hmm. on ourselves, because I think, and it is a really big privilege to even be able to do that. Like, yes. I think when I think about, oh, yeah, there things kind of slowed down, it's like, mm-hmm. didn't get to slow down for some people, yes. and um, I'm just grateful that we've been able to reflect in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess my personal <laughs> recap is kind of, it's pretty similar to yours in the sense that I feel like... I feel like I have to tell is like a story like (laughs) in general I think especially in the past I still am this way but definitely in the in the past I'm like a really big planner Mm -hmm. and I am a big perfectionist and I always have been that way yes um (laughs) and while it's a valuable asset it can also be really detrimental and detract from like being present Mm -hmm. in what's happening or honoring like the work that I've already done to get to the point that I'm at um And, yeah, that was definitely, like, a big part of me before. Anyway, (laughs) the beginning of lockdown was a flurry of things. (laughs) I think for everyone, you know, I, I, as Julia said, it was in Washington. (laughs) We were, like, the first school to go online. And then I went home for what I thought would be a week for spring break, and it ended up being three months. We're on quarters, so it was all of spring quarter. Um, And... Yeah, so all of that happened. My summer plan was uncertain. Um, I was going through, like, a (laughs) re-breakup. It was like a breakup and then a a re-happened again. Um, So I guess, you know, everything was uncertain. (laughs) So I guess what I'm saying is, like, any idea I had for my future or my plans was just over. Like, whether Uh. it was with that person or with other Mm -hmm. people in my life, I feel like... 2020 was also hard for friendships. It, yes. There was, like, strain on friendship. Um, or with my job or understanding of, like, what the next year would look like or whatever it was, I was having a really hard time comprehending, like, what 
life is going to be like and how I'm supposed to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, really just being grounded in that planning mindset. Yep. And then <laughs> over time, I realized like the future, this future I thought was my plan was really just an idea to begin with. <laughs> um, like it was never promised to me. Like I had no idea what would happen today mm-hmm. or tomorrow or the next day. So like how naive of me to think this like future that I created in my head mm-hmm. would ever be mine and be reality. So no matter how much I planned, there's the unpredictable like COVID. And for some reason before I'm like smacked with the reality <laughs> of that, you really think you somehow have control, you know? Yes. Um, so I suppose what I'm trying to say <laughs> is within the last year of my life, you know, so much has changed. And in this coming year, more things will be undergoing, you know, shifts and changes and accepting that I have no control mm-hmm. at all has been really freeing. Yeah. Um, and that was something that even like a year ago or even in March or some, it was like an idea I was toying with in June, but like at this point I'm like fully okay with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm continuing to do the work I do and making plans, but it's like with the understanding that nothing is promised to me mm-hmm. and I feel like we're always seeking control because that's kind of what we're taught is like, you know, whether it be in life or school or relationships, it's trying to be in control. You're trying to plan for the next thing and it can just add so much stress yes. to your everyday Um so accepting that we can only do the best we can and leaving the rest up to, I don't know, like the universe or the day or whatever higher power you may believe in is mm-hmm. extremely liberating. Yes. Um, so shout out to like journaling and yes. podcasts and um, therapy for that one because yeah. <laughs> it's just been a really big time for me this year um, for self-reflection and recognizing the ways that like I've hurt others um, or been the worst, <laughs> but more importantly, like forgiving myself and mm-hmm. using the same words that Julie said, like giving myself grace, because again, you know, we're all just doing the best that we can at mm-hmm. the time. And those crappy behaviors aren't me as a person. They're just mistakes. And we've all got those, <laughs> you yes. know, we all do those. So yeah, I think that our recaps overarching themes are pretty similar of like giving yourself grace because there's only so much you can do and if you're just doing the most that you can um that's more than enough yeah (laughs) and and you know not trying to control everything and make plans for a future imagine that is not promise to you (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like major flashback I mean not really flashback it was the pilot episode which is literally one episode away (laughs) but when me and Julia were sharing that we have the same Enneagram um which is an Enneagram three or the achiever I definitely identify I don't think we ever even said what that was (laughs) so it's the achiever we We were like oh people are gonna know yeah people know all nine Enneagrams (laughs) everything about Enneagram Yeah, so I feel like I read so many. I follow a bunch of three like Enneagram things on Instagram, and if you're into the Enneagram, yes, I don't see those. And they like they pull up all the you know other TV characters that also have that Enneagram, and so it's really it's really nice. Um, That sounds fun. So I was like, ah, Blair Waldorf, (laughs) 
but oh my god (laughs) i don't know if i'd consider that a win (laughs) it depends on the season we're talking it depends on the episode but yeah okay okay yeah I and there's a anyway. bunch of other gems who are threes, but yeah, I think the three, which is the achiever again, is in their mm-hmm. need to com- like almost compulsively, or at least speaking from my personal experience, like plan things and and focus on yeah. the product of things is so and not the process. Yes, process over product is what is I like. What learned. we need to do. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. I'm such a big picture and it sounds like you're, you know, like we're the same way. Like, yeah, definitely. Always focusing on the big moment, the big thing, you know, like what do I get? Yeah. At the end of this, rather than thinking about the little moments that are just as meaningful, if not more meaningful, that are so defining and lead up to that. And so, yeah, I feel like, I feel like too, being an achiever, and, like, regardless of the Achiever 3 Enneagram, I'm doing air quotes, y'all can't see that, but I literally <laughs> am. Um, that just goes, like, anyone who sets your mind to anything, even if that's not your Enneagram, like, I feel like it can, anyone is like this, you know, mm-hmm. that this applies to so many people. Yeah. And it can be so easy to, like, lose yourself in it, too, that mm-hmm. you're, like, so hyper-fixed on this ending that you often, and by you, I'm really talking about myself now, so I'm just going to call myself <laughs> out, that I... <laughs> Like, sometimes, I think in the past, wouldn't give as much energy as I should have to people in my life, whether that be my family or my friends, you know, because you're just so, again, I was just so (laughs) hyper-fixed on whatever result, and I'm just really grateful that amidst everything this year, like, that has been something I've been able to, like, hone in on Mm -hmm. and understand and... Yeah. Reprioritize. <laughs> I love, I love, yeah, I think process over product, I think is just like the perfect recap of what I've learned and struggled with and finally grown to at least appreciate now. Because again, like Julia was saying earlier, believing that we can take things moment by moment and, and find the things we find joy in and pour ourselves into, yeah. like, what we want to pour ourselves into is so much more meaningful than focusing on this thing that is so abstract. Um, I mean, I would love to live in New York City one day, but I know that, like, there are a lot of things that could happen or, or, you know, like, that's a goal. But, yeah, life happens when you least expect it. (laughs) Well, and I want us to also just be like, it's so much easier said than done. Like, right now we're like, yes, but it's like, I can say that that was my recap and I think my overarching lesson, but at the same time, like, I'm not talking about how being someone who really struggles with that Mm -hmm. every day is, like, a reminder and it's, like, constant work. Like, also, like, accepting that you don't have control is, like, terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is really scary. So I think it's it's important to highlight that too yeah oh yeah yeah by no means I do not think I've conquered this at all like I literally made an excel spreadsheet with like every GPA possibility like for law school and it's so unhealthy you did not I did and I was being such a nerd about it I found all these tune in on the next podcast (laughs) when I make her delete it (laughs) (laughs) it's so bad and I'm like yeah so I'm definitely still working on that. It. But yeah, I think acknowledgement is everything. And I used to always defend this habit of mine. 
Um, and so now, Me. like, yeah, I'd be like, oh sorry, dad, I've got my life figured out. And no, I did not. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm trying to better myself. Yeah. <laughs> Little like, did I know it was like ruining rude yeah. thing to say. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think that that recap for both of our like personal things is process over product. I love that we like figure that out together. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. And obviously, um, like, we've been able to both get the same fellowship and explore other opportunities through our job opportunities, internship opportunities, our schools, um, and different things like that as well. And then even creating this podcast, I think that is a huge part of my recap and the fact that it's really helping set the tone for 2021 and, and being more creative and expressive and vulnerable and focusing more on pouring myself into, into friendships and that means something. So yeah, yay! <laughs> I guess with that, I can start our like favorites, three favorites Woo! because that's literally one of my favorites. <laughs> my first one is literally people and community. <laughs> I feel like I really have my people, and mm-hmm. I I know and kind of tying back to what we were just saying, like in the past years, it has been hard. I feel like I will do a lot of things and be really involved, and I have a hard time because I don't pour the energy that friendships or relationships in any sense deserve Mm -hmm. because I'm spreading myself so thin so that I barely even like have enough to fill up my own cup and then I'm like trying to pour myself out to other people Mm -hmm. um and also just acknowledging and not every involvement that I started to do do I need to find like 10 new best friends you know (laughs) like I feel like I was just so like I want to just be friends with everyone it's like you don't need to function that way and I love getting to meet new people and making new friends but I've gotten so much better at sustaining the friendships that I do have, mm-hmm. and I've just had so much fun with the people in my life this year, mm-hmm. whether it was, like, road trips this summer or just, like, long talks or, you know, Disney movie marathons or <laughs> whatever it was, or just, like, spending time together. It has been definitely a favorite. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep our favorites brief because <laughs> I'm, like... Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> There's so so much to say. Yeah, no, for sure. And I should think... we like pop off of each other for these favorites? Why not? Sure. <laughs> I think mine kind of ties in with that, but a little. Okay, so my favorite book, and I've talked about it oh. so much, but I talked about it last podcast, and I'm sure this will not be the last time. But I really did <laughs> love Big Friendship, and. I think that was definitely my favorite book this this um, year for sure because I would definitely and I would almost say that this year I'm still learning who I am as a friend as a person but I think for the first time I've learned kind of what I expect from myself in friendships and what mm. I I want to pour into but also I what I expect back from other people as well because I think I've had like a lot of experiences that were kind of traumatic and and heartbreaking I Mm -hmm. think we will obviously have lots of talks about friendship as like this you know huge theme but definitely like experiences where I think friendships and the loss of friendships are the most heartbreaking thing are awful they suck like yeah they're and I'm still really rough they're so traumatic and that was something that you really struggled with like after high school and then going to college where I didn't really know a lot of people there and then mm-hmm. having my first year at college cut so short 
I like I didn't have the opportunity to make a ton of meaningful relationships and so I feel like right now I'm in a limbo but I also feel like for the first time this is the healthiest I feel to where Mm -hmm. that I at least know what I expect in a friendship and what you know like what friendship really is and what it should be um that's awesome so yeah she's got her boundaries (laughs) yes she knows what she deserves yes (laughs) I love that so yeah I'm really excited oh my gosh well I guess (laughs) on that note my next favorite is Twitter (laughs) as you should which is literally true yes I literally (laughs) um yeah my next favorite is Twitter because I think you know, I, I have an ongoing on again, off again relationship with social media mm-hmm. and Twitter has never failed me. Like Ugh. I think Twitter is so great because the content stops at one point and that's something I have a hard time with like Instagram, like TikTok. I mean, TikTok is a whole other thing. Yeah. It's a toxic hole in my opinion. Oh but my God. Twitter like will stop at one point and it's not even about like that, but really just the content on Twitter makes me so happy. It's so funny. I'm not someone who tweets myself. Like, mm-hmm. I I feel like I could get better at that. Maybe I have some gems to put out, but... Oh, you so do. I don't know. You do. <laughs> I just love Twitter content. Like, people on Twitter are so funny, and the people on Instagram that, like, send me memes, I'm like, I saw this three weeks ago on Twitter. Like, please wake up. Behind get the times. With it. It's just... It's just great. That's all I have to say is, yeah, when it comes to social media, Twitter has my heart always... Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, yeah, just like I don't post on Twitter. I mean, I used to in high school, like really corny things, but yeah, it's just, just like Tumblr esque posts. Yeah. <laughs> and it just regenerates. Just girly things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the best social media platforms, in my opinion. It's so funny. Uh, I love it. I mean, like, with everything that's happened this year, I've been able to... Lo- like, there's been a meme or something or, like... Not even a meme. I'm not even a big meme person, but it's just, yeah. like, the way people phrase things on Twitter. Yeah. They're just so blunt and real. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then also, it's very informative. Like... Yeah. Obviously, you shouldn't believe everything that you see right away, yeah. but I feel like I'm able to get links to things and learn more. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've heard about things the second that they happened because of Twitter because yeah. someone was there and tweeted it and there's like live evidence and it was so helpful with protests and identifying things and it was just I'm just grateful for it great yeah. app yeah 10 out of 10 do recommend yeah and I also I think like we're just gonna rant about Twitter Twitter forever so I'll wrap this up but I really appreciate how Twitter is mostly words and then the pictures and videos if people do tweet those are like super intentional so it's not (laughs) I get the most meeting from like reading other people's words and and what they Mm -hmm. have to say rather than what they're showing and stuff like that is so selective and oftentimes people are showing what they want to show which is just obviously a habit of social media but I think for Twitter because it's just words I think a lot of people often feel more permission to get more vulnerable and also you know like so true so I love Twitter and yeah Yeah, I love that you just made your favorite my favorite so thank you (laughs) (laughs) um but I guess I uh, my Netflix I looked at I was just looking at my Netflix on my screen time app and it is so bad like and it's bad because I watch it on my TV, my computer, and my phone, and it's bad on my phone, which oh. is so... <laughs> no. And Hulu. But, yeah, I think my favorite show, and I think that was another thing, like, learning how to be, obviously, 
I don't want to be chilling around watching TV all day at all, but I also have learned how to be like, okay, I'm cutting myself off work. I can have, you know, an hour Chill time, to just, yeah. yeah, turn the good old tanker upstairs off oh and say, <laughs> peace out for, for an hour. So my favorite show was Normal People. <laughs> and I think a good measure of how to know something's a good show is if it convinces you single-handedly to apply to study abroad somewhere. Like, I feel like that's when oh you God, know we were literally it was talking good. About this. <laughs> yeah, because Julia told me this was her favorite show like a minute ago, and I've never seen it. Um, and I, we were then talking about, she was like, I applied to study abroad there, and I was like, it's so funny how one thing can get you to want to change your life plan. Like, I remember, like, early high school, I watched Gossip Girl. I was like, I'm moving to New York. As if I would even be living on the Upper East Side, I would literally probably be like... Bronx. I would be struggling. Like, I would not have the life that they show on screen. So I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah. 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 (laughs) I would... Yeah. To be running around in a limo everywhere. And yeah. No, I... It was just such an artistic show. And it was... It was just beautiful. And it was so character-driven. And... I don't know. It just made me feel like it was such an emotional show and it was a little heavy at times, but it was also like, I don't know. I just felt like I learned so much and reflected so much and it was just so mm-hmm. thought provoking. Um, and it was That's only 30 ish epi- minutes per episode. So it wasn't like this huge time drain and yeah. everything like nothing was That's key. Yes. And with so many tv shows like i feel like they pack all this like stupid stuff in that's so unnecessary (laughs) but with normal people everything was so like you know like there was nothing that wasn't needed like everything was so necessary and Mm -hmm. there was nothing more so i loved it yeah recommend it if i start watching shows more um i don't really watch shows for (laughs) for everyone out there (laughs) um Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Keyword is maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that brings me to my last favorite. Mm -hmm. Because we said top three because we knew if we didn't cap it at a number, then it would just go on and on. But my last one, (laughs) the only note that I have for it is people getting their head out of their ass with a a smiley face (laughs) and more awareness, not enough, but more. So um, I think there's a flip to that as well Mm -hmm. because... I found myself thinking often, like, in the wake of the huge public response, like, not just nationwide, but worldwide, to the murder of George Floyd mm-hmm. was how many of us have to be killed for y'all to care. Yeah. Um, because this happens and has been happening every day for generations, and not to mention all the trickle-down effective racism embedded in our policies mm-hmm. and microaggressions every day and everything else that we face. And Yeah. Hold on, I'm, like, taking a breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's really frustrating, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. It also has been about time that people are educating themselves or at least starting to, yes, I still get the person every now and then that's like, hey, can you explain this to me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, at this time, I'm like, you know what? You better pay me for my work. Like, yeah. <laughs> so over this. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad that there is more awareness and understanding. I think mm-hmm. in, in the midst of everything, it's very easy to be mad. I am mad, mm-hmm. but I also... I'm working to recognize and appreciate 
where there's starting to be growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and hopefully that's upwards. You know, it's yes. not a. It's yeah. I I feel myself like ready to go off about like the people who share something on their story and then they're like that's it for today or yeah. the people who like it will <laughs> you know never I mean? be it's it just, it's just over yeah I'm like so over it but um I'm I'm glad that there's been some some minimal you know progress but and and that people a lot of people at least I know in my life are very mm-hmm. committed um you know people in my life that are not black or indigenous or people of color yeah. who are committed to really learning and, and growing. And I'm appreciative. It is the bare minimum. It shouldn't yeah. even have to be like this, but yeah, unfortunately that's just the world we live in. Yeah. And you were, we were talking the other day about how like we as a society are applauding the bare minimum, the bare minimum. It's like someone <laughs> like there's a celebrity and I've caught myself doing it even to be totally honest, like a few times this year, like, Oh, this celebrity posted this and you know, that means, you know, and, and that they should, they have a platform. Yeah, they have, like, Oh my God, they care about human rights. They also have like millions of dollars in their bank account. Yeah. Like, so yeah. We can totally rant about, like, putting people on pedestals and idolizing, like, we will talk about that. (laughs) That'll be something we talk about. I'm writing that down. Sneaky. (laughs) Yeah. And and for me personally, like, reading and and trying to learn as much as I can and and Mm -hmm. understand and acknowledging that I won't understand, but also like not taking that as like an end all be all like, okay, I won't understand. So I'm not going to try to is Mm -hmm. is kind of yeah so so important and so yeah (laughs) what would be my I think my last favorite would definitely be like being my home so I've talked a lot about like I do come from a super rural conservative area that I my parents weren't even like didn't they moved here from well first they moved here from New Mexico but they're from my mom's from Canada my dad's from New York like they have no affiliation with Mills River North Carolina whatsoever except for the (laughs) fact that they chose to raise their kids here for whatever reason um and so it's definitely like having to navigate that and and I was just raised a lot differently than a lot of my peers in high school but I think also being appreciative of the fact that I live near a really cool city, Asheville, North Carolina, um, which is one of the top places to visit in the United States, but... (laughs) She had to throw it in there. VT dub. But um, I think being appreciative of my home and everything that has made me the way I am, because I Mm -hmm. don't think that, like, if I wasn't raised in an environment where I didn't have to use my voice to challenge other things and... I didn't like there wasn't any opposition. I don't think I would ever understand the opposition. And I don't think mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just taught me in high school to be bold and use my words and use my voice in a productive way mm-hmm. and to be courageous when doing so. And so even though the political climate, like obviously, if you haven't picked up on it, I like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not a Trumpster like a lot 
a lot of people. Um, and, and I wasn't one of the people cheering him on when he came to visit my hometown. But I also think like appreciating the fact that I had to find a way to like learn how to voice my opinions and in a way that was productive and represented who I am and was authentic. So, and then also appreciating the beauty of this area, the mountains, the downtown, the amazing food scene. We get takeout every Friday and that's something I have loved doing. That's a separate favorite, but it's embedded in there. And, and just, I've been home. So I've had a lot of time, like it hasn't, I, I always told my parents, like, this isn't where I should be right now, but maybe it is. And I think things happen for a reason. And maybe maybe I am meant to be here this year and, and really be somewhere where I can be allowed to grow. So, yeah, North Carolina, you're the worst, but you're the best, too. So, <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's that. That's that. I got really distracted because a tiny fly flew by me and... It just completely stole my attention, but uh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do think that recognizing like that we're all products of our environment and trying to take the time to appreciate where you come from and wh- where you've grown up is super important because I think being there for so long and especially if you're not leaving or if you are stuck there, mm-hmm. quote unquote stuck there yeah. during COVID, like it can be hard. I know there's plenty of friends for me. I'm very grateful that I can go back to Seattle Um, And I know people who aren't, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still so much, there's so much beauty in everywhere that we've grown up. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're finding that and silver linings, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess we can, I think that was a lot of time. 2020 is recapped. We're done with it. We're closing the door. We're not forgetting, but we're also moving on to 2021 So I think we were going to talk about first, like, this idea of setting resolution or or what we hope to do in 2021, and then we're going to end by our predictions for 2021. Yes. Um, New Year's resolutions, I feel like my opinion of them, I don't know, I'm like a firm believer then when you want to make a change in your life, just make the change. <laughs> like, yes. You should do it. And the fact that you're not happy with something in the moment and you're hoping to, you know, do something else or get to a new place is, is motivation enough and you don't yeah. need to wait for a whole year. Um, but at the same time, I have been reading this book called Atomic Habits mm. by James Clear. And in it, he states that, like, in order... To begin forming a new and successful habit, keyword is successful, you need mm-hmm. to be really specific, like as specific as possible yeah. um, in how you're going to do it. And in that specificity comes with like choosing a time. So the start of a new day or a new week can be helpful. But for a lot of people, a new year like gives them not only that specificity of time, but excitement for like their imagined possibility of like a year doing that mm-hmm. task. Um, or that skill or whatever habit they're trying to build. So while I personally don't really do them <laughs> because I try to set intention and mm-hmm. like be mindful and make change when I d- 
deem it necessary and when I feel it needs to happen because if you just keep pushing off and be like, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, for me, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I can recognize, like, why it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so key, like, literally setting intention. I think something I've always believed, like, I'm such a Scrooge when it comes to New Year's Eve and the 4th of July. Like, those are two holidays that I just you know, don't care. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, like. I'm a Scrooge for the holidays, period. <laughs> like Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of them. I'm just not about it. Yeah. Just, I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it's, it's kind of obnoxious sometimes. Like the 4th of July, I'm interested in the 4th of July though. Yeah. I'm like, well, hi. I wonder. Everyone just, well, first of all, this year, I didn't think there was a lot to celebrate, but I also like there's thought there's never a lot. To yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. No, that's so true. And and realizing at this year, because I would kind of be like, oh, like Fourth of July, yay! But what are we actually, you know, celebrating? Because yes. I don't see any of the people who are like so gung ho about, you know, like Fourth of July, actually thinking about like citing the history in their celebrations. It's just another excuse. To, you know, so... And this is kind of part of what I mean, too, is, like, these things have always been happening, but it's just now that yeah. people are, like, let's reflect on... Mm-hmm. Like, Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm not going to go on a whole rant, but, like, <laughs> Thanksgiving, this has always been an issue. It's always been based on, like, the genocide of Indigenous peoples, and this year people are like, it's time to wake up. I'm like, it <laughs> has been time to wake up. <laughs> like, exactly. But anyway, I also realized, like, for me saying like, oh, I'm interested in why why the 4th of July. And then I realize where you are and where I am, the 4th of July probably looks very different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had to kind of call myself in there for a sec. <laughs> so obnoxious. And it's, yeah, it's just this big thing. And I've, I've never, I mean, for one, my mom just earned her American citizenship like a few years ago. So she, okay, she really doesn't mom. care. Yeah. My <laughs> mom, my mom does not have hers yet. So. She just, really? Yeah, no, she wow. doesn't. Wow. Yeah, both of our, we learned this, <laughs> both of our moms, um, Julia's mom is French and my mom yeah. is Canadian, so. And my mom will remain French because yeah. <laughs> apparently she's not good in her citizen. Well, maybe one day. She's yeah, <laughs> but I think, yeah, but what was I, oh yeah, 4th of July. About, you were talking about how you're a Scrooge and you were yeah. talking about New Year's and then I totally derailed you no i'm gonna just reel us back in i think that was such an important point like yeah to you being a scrooge on new year yeah (laughs) yeah and so i think like i always see this resolution thing to resolution inherent to the definition of resolution is like a problem like something to solve and so there's a suggestion that we have to fix something about ourselves Mm. and i mean yes like there are things in our lives and my life that I have identified that I want to fix or correct. And mm-hmm. I like to be vulnerable about things I've done that may have, you know, affected other people or hurt other people or hurt myself and probably weren't yeah. good decisions on my part. But I read a really awesome article with research that goals that are motivated by happiness and joy are far more successful. So like, instead of for me entering 2021, like setting you know, like coming up like with this list of resolutions. Of, yeah. Like yeah. one's trying to fix a problem, like you were saying. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed every, every day at like 10 PM. And me, I, it was like 3 AM last night and I was rearing to go. Like I was in the shower. So obviously those numerical goals do not do anything. 
So instead of entering 2021 with resolution, I'm kind of entering it with setting intention and mindset and like energy. So what am I inviting into my 2021? And in turn, what am I not inviting into 2021 and yes, being ma'am. specific? So <laughs> you give life what you give energy to. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that is definitely what I'm hoping to keep in mind and continue like just intentional energy mm-hmm. and that just goes back to what you're saying like process over product because mm-hmm. this is 2021 is like scary to think about for me because that's like the date of my college graduation for oh undergrad gosh. you know like I'm I'm done <laughs> in June um so wow yeah, I think that with the big quote-unquote like big milestones like that like it's like okay yeah. And there's so much pressure in general of, like, jobs and what, what are you going to do next and what's what's happening and what's this? And it's, like, so much is changing. And in, in general, overall, as we talked about with just the circumstances of the world, but also I'm at a point in my life that, in, like, for most <laughs> college seniors, this is a point of change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and many college seniors didn't have to deal with, like, a pandemic and a recession and everything in between and so again just like being okay with that I don't know and I don't have control and whatever I can do is adequate and the best that I can do like so definitely keeping that in mind and having positive energy and just keep in mind that reciprocity and yes again like process over product is so so important in so many things because it allows like true and authentic reflection and gratitude and so that the product like once once you do get there mm-hmm. it's something that is is really defining and, and authentic to your journey rather mm-hmm. than this like far off abstract idea and so yeah I think that's the again I said that I have just acknowledged that I'm a pro- product over process kind of person yeah. and so I want to like reverse that I want to that that is one of my intentions with 2021 and I would say the other thing that I'm focusing on I know I mentioned like friendship and understanding it and understanding how I've been wrong in a lot of a lot of situations and also how I've been wronged in a lot of situations as well and mm-hmm. and some unhealthy friendships that I was in and some friendships that probably weren't very authentic as well. So I really want this year to, now that I feel that, of course, I'll never, com- like, life is always about exploring yourself and understanding yourself, and you yeah. you change so much. So yeah. it's, it's always going to be that way. But pouring myself into really healthy friendships and distancing myself from friendships that are maybe superficial or, or convenient friendships or snaps at the convenient part <laughs> I mean I cannot t- it's like yeah I, I yeah. could that'll be another podcast yeah we but... can talk about that I feel really similarly when it comes to for this coming year I think I in terms of like intention in general energy which we talked about yeah. but um just moving forward I think something I've realized especially in the holiday season is importance of family and not mm-hmm. that that wasn't something I didn't recognize before but um I'm an only child Mm -hmm. and I grew up with a dog um 
summer. She was the best. She was like my sister. And now we have Momo, who's like uh, my little brother. Icon. Um, and I love my parents, and, and they both grew up in really big families. Mm-hmm. My dad in Cleveland and my mom in the Alps, in the French Alps. Um, and they are just such glue. I've noticed in their families, they bring people together. They are just... I could go on and on, but mm-hmm. I am so appreciative of them and of, like, my extended family and yes. the ways that this year I've really built connection with all my cousins in France. Not that we weren't friends or, like, you know, but it's hard. Yeah. And, and even my aunts and uncles, like, my dad's siblings, and I'm just really grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Maybe it's an Enneagram 3 thing. Maybe it's just me being <laughs> very, like, quote-unquote independent or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, my parents are just both, I feel like, have been nomadic people and independent people, and they raised me to be the same way. So yes. right when I got to Seattle, I – and this is, like, relating back to what I was saying. Like, I got to Seattle, and I didn't really think about things outside of that space because yeah. I was just so invested in that space, and I feel like in doing that – I wasn't giving those relationships the time that they needed. Um, And Mm -hmm. I'm excited that I've already started to connect more and be more intentional about that and keeping people in the loop and (laughs) just being more expressive. Um, And I'm just excited to continue doing that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, with that, (laughs) we can... What's happening in 2021? Predictions. I know. We should really, like, I feel like we've been talking for so long. But it's all, like, quality stuff. I'm like, yes. And so much of this, I feel like we're learning how to podcast. Like, as Julia is talking, I'm, like, nodding because we're recording in a way that we can, like, see each other. Yeah. So I'm nodding because, and I'm, I'm like, reassuring her, but I'm like, none of you can hear that. So it's just me being silent for, like, <laughs> her talking. So I need to be better about the verbal affirmations and like active listening you know no that's so but, and i have two screens so i realize i'm like looking at the other one yeah she's right not now. looking at me i'm, I'm not looking, looking at her i'm trying to i'm trying <laughs> no yeah. i know it's okay but yeah no and i think definitely with this podcast like i don't think any of them will ever have the same exact time i mean that's no, a goal but i mean i think this conversation was good because 2020 was something that deserves the time and energy to unpack and mm-hmm. 2021 as well so your life does that's yeah, our you're... that was our whole point <laughs> yes <laughs> is take time to unpack and reflect and this was all intentional yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, so, yeah we called this with that yeah what are your predictions julia i feel um, like i had a hard time coming up with these i feel like me too my first my first one's funny because it came out of a dream and i was yeah psychic action i had a dream that joe biden like (laughs) hired me as his tiktok like consultant (laughs) and it was just the weirdest it was the weirdest thing and so for that reason i think that man will be on tiktok like I just, oh he's gonna get on TikTok. That's a good one. That's good. <laughs> I I didn't know where you were going there for a second, but that is good. <laughs> yeah, I just see it happening, and I think um, Kamala will join the action as well. But I definitely see it, and oh, I had man. a dream like 
Aren't I his think, grandkids on there? Yes, and they're hysterical. They are so are they? hysterical. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. What was your second one? You were saying? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say like I remember my dream. Like he wanted to learn the dance to some da baby song, <laughs> and it was so bizarre. Oh. And hopefully that won't happen. But I definitely see him being on my for you page maybe so funny um but yeah what's your what's one of your predictions okay one of my predictions is like partially me trying to manifest it for this person (laughs) and partially me thinking it will happen is like one of my my spotify like top artist of the year i love her her name is olivia dean and she's just incredible Go listen to our three okay. or maybe four listeners that we have. Go listen to her music. She's just so angelic. Someone I posted about her on my Instagram um, when we were all, you know, when we were all obnoxiously like posting our yeah. Spotify wrapped. Oh my God. And this guy <laughs> swiped up and was like, low key, you look like her. And I thought it was funny because. There is one video of her playing the piano where my mom was like, that literally looks like you. But any other picture, she's just another light-skinned black girl. And I'm like, we do not look alike. Uh. We literally don't. So I think it's really funny. Um, That was just a side tangent. But (laughs) right now she has like 25 or like 26K on Instagram or something. Oh my god! And she's just so beyond talented that I predict... She's going to gain a following and like also hoping and manifesting that she does because she really deserves it. Um, So I'm hoping by the end of 2021, I'm trying to decide like if she has 26K right now, I'm going to say like 80. I'm going to hope for like 70, 80 for her at least. I'm Um, I'm trying to to be realistic. That's really good. I'm going to. She's so lovely. Okay. I literally typed it in just now. So Olivia Dean. Cool. Um, it's like one of those things where it's like that is your everything like your little it's like a best kept secret but it's also like yeah she's amazing so tell the world yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's that's that one and I think you mentioned like you predicted and manifested the rise of Maggie Rogers oh my god we've got to get into this literally like Margaret Rogers I knew about so like and I I hate I literally like some of my pet peeves are like people are like well I followed them since they had, like, two followers. And I remember being like, shut up, and then now here I am. But I think it's, like, I just love, I love, love, love Maggie Rogers. And she was my top artist, like, for three years until Olivia was, like, move out the way. Um, But, yeah, I I found Maggie Rogers a long time ago from, like, her EP. um, And I, like, wrote an article about it. I used to, like, write for this thing at my school, and there's all this stuff as before. She went on SNL. There's, like, I have screenshots oh. of when she liked my comments on Instagram oh because, like, gosh. she didn't have that many followers. What? <laughs> yes, I literally have screenshots. And I remember, like, crying. I was so dramatic. And that is, that's on, like, talking about people being idolized in pedestals because yeah. now I could just be, you know, I, that does not face me. But, <laughs> yes, then I was just head over heels. Still am. She's great. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yes, I have, I think I have... And I, so I'm hopeful. That's why I'm, like, trying yeah. to manifest. I'm like, come on, Olivia, it's her yeah. time. You have a good track record. We'll see, Thank like, you. in de- next December, January, what, what our tally is. But I'm, okay, this is another, for me, a prediction, but it's 
more of a desperate manifestation. (laughs) So yes, this, and you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. I am and will always be a One Direction (laughs) fan. There's no shame. And own it. I was like, and not only a One Direction fan, but I had the calendar, the pillowcases. I had a life size Zane cardboard. So you're not you're not a fan. You were obsessed. <laughs> I was like the girl they the had security. For, like when they brought their security, that's what they were protecting against. Like oh my god, <laughs> it was the fan. Fi- I loved fan fiction. I was so and I still am. The, like Wattpad, like fan fiction. <laughs> Wattpad is still my phone. We talked about this. Oh, my God. Okay, let, no, we can't get into this. But, yeah, <laughs> but I'm dead. I think every you get the picture. Like, I yes. was, and I would, like, always, speaking of Wattpad, I would comment things on Wattpad and would get so proud when people liked my comments because they were funny. Oh and I was, like, RR, like, rereader. And oh my uh, God. I was the worst. And so <laughs> I hope they make a comeback. I think they're going to get back together. Due what? To, some social media things and like you really think that i think they're gonna like i don't know if they'll come back together as like a band forever again but i think like they could at least like do something do something together where all five of them yes you really think that yeah i feel like they've like maybe i'm I'm manifesting what's his name like liam the like one that was like irrelevant and tried to make that like song with quavo like and dixie (laughs) d'amelio Oh, I have no idea. I literally don't know. I literally am not keeping up, but yeah. I just know he's thrown, like, serious shade. That's all I know. I'm like, yeah. I don't I, know. I think that's a good prediction. I hope for you yeah. that that happens. I could be compromising my score at the end of December, but I'm just so desperate that it's, like... My score's already compromised because I can't really think of a third one, but I have my second one. Yeah. And it's, like, a laughable... <laughs> it's a laughable prediction. That kind of just goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, and it's like not much will change once Biden takes office. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, except for him getting I a TikTok, like, and it's not That's even it. prediction; it's a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless, yeah, all you can do is make make a TikTok. Yeah. But honestly, unless like we really keep the pressure on and like hold them accountable, and so that's kind of what I wanted to leave it with because I don't, I couldn't really think of another prediction, <laughs> um, but not. Just reminding us that, like, nothing's going to change unless, you know, we keep mm-hmm. the pressure on and make sure of it. And it's also not our job. It's frustrating. It should be how things work. It should just be... I'm not going to get into this again, but yes, yes, that is my prediction. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, I had... Yeah. My other predictions aren't going anywhere anyway. So I think that's the perfect, like, cheers to a year <laughs> of accountability and grace with ourselves and um, our our relationships and being intentional, yeah, and and mindset and and pouring energy into things that bring us joy and distancing ourselves from the things that don't. Um, yeah. So yeah, great wrap up. <laughs> wow, how lovely. That was great. Bye, twenty twenty. Well, literally, bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> and bye to all of you. See you yeah. next week. <laughs> Tune in next week. Or hear you. Yeah. Is that the proper thing to say? Uh, hear, uh, I don't know. We could have ended so strong if I had just not added on to that. Okay. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>